Welcome to Daf Yomi Yerushalmi. We're holding in Brochas Daf Pehei in the Oiz Hadar edition, Perik Shmini in the beginning of Aloha Zayin, starting in Pedal and base towards the end of the page. Says the Mishnah, Misha Ochal Veshochach Veloi Birech. A person ate and he forgot and didn't do Birkas Amazon, and now he remembers after he left the place. He should go back to his original place and he should bench over there. Whoever he remembers, he should bench over there. Until when does he do Birka Samazin? How long can a person can still do Birka Samazin once he remembers? The time it takes to digest the food in his stomach. And the Gemara is going to explain how long is that. How can a person figure out how long it is? Says the Gemara, Rav Yusto Shunom Omar. He said, train Amorim, he quoted two different Amorim. Chad Omar, time with the Bichamai. One explained the reasoning of Bichamai. We're holding it Peheim with Aleph. Vechad Omar, time with the Bichamai. The other one explained the reasoning of Bichamai. Man Damar, time with the Bichamai. The one who explained the reasoning of Bichamai explained as follows. If a person forgot a wallet full of jewelry, full of good precious stones, wouldn't he go back to pick up his pocket, to pick up his wallet? Meaning if you go back for monetary purposes, so why should a person not go back to his place to do Bekasamazan? That's the proper thing to do. The other one explained the reason of Beisil. If you have a worker working in the top of a tree or in a pit, do we matriach the worker to leave his place and go back to bench? Does he have to leave his work? We say no. He'll bench wherever he is. So, so here he should bench where he is. Meaning what Basil is saying is, you see that the obligation of is not a requiring a person to leave his place. Because a worker does not have to leave his place to go bench. We know that. So also a person who forgot to bench doesn't have to return to the place where he ate. Says the Gemara, How long does he bench? Says the Gemara, now, with the parentheses means we're just quoting the Mishnah. What does that mean? What is the time of digesting that we know that this is the time it takes to digest the food? As long as he's thirsty because of the meal. When a person eats, he needs to drink. So if he still has that thirst because of the meal, that means he's still under the influence of the meal. He's still part of the meal. Until he becomes hungry again and needs to eat again. As long as he's full, he's satisfied from the original meal, that means he's still under that influence, he's still under the time of the meal, and he can still bench Berkasamazan. The Gemara quoted this Mishnah earlier if they have only one cup of wine and comes Berkasamazan, what comes first? First say a bracha on the wine, then say bracha on Birkasamazan. First you do Birkasamazan, then you do the bracha on the wine. The Mishnah continues and says, 
When a yid is saying a bracha, even if you don't hear the bracha, you could say amen. But if you hear a kusi, kusi we don't know if he has his mind for Hashem or for Avedizara. So if you hear him saying a bracha, don't say amen, because maybe in the bracha he was referring not to Hashem, b'chas ha-shol and Avedizara. So the Gemara, Omar Abo, al-yedin shi bracha k'tano, shem ha-yishkach ve-yishte. What's the reasoning of Bichamai? Why don't you say a bracha on the wine after Bechasa Mazen? Because it's a very short bracha. So your chayshesh, that a person is going to say Bechasa Mazen, he's going to forget to say Borei Priyagafen, and he's going to drink the wine without Borei Priyagafen. So therefore we tell him, say Borei Priyagafen before Bechasa Mazen, so we know you're not going to forget, and then say Bechasa Mazen, because it's a very short bracha after a long bracha, where chayshesh, maybe someone's going to forget. Now the next few words of the Gemara, as the Mephoshim point out over here, especially Maharo Puldo, the next few words do not belong here. They belong to what the Gemara said earlier in our Masechta. The Gemara there spoke about somebody who is eating on Erev Shabbos and he needs to do Kiddush. So how should he do that? So there we said you for sure can do the Boi Priyagafen after the Kiddush. Said the Gemara, why? According to Bichamai, you may forget to say Bore Priyagafen, as the word says right now over here, because it's a very short bracha. So says the Gemara, because he has to do entire Kiddush, so he will not forget to say Bore Priyagafen. It's not only a short bracha, it's part of a much longer nosach, and therefore we're not choshesh, he's going to forget it, and therefore there's no issue of saying Bore Priyagafen even after Bikas Hamazim. And this is very common in the Yushami that sometimes quotes that belong to another place come to another or print in the wrong place just because they're part of the same sogya. Says the you say Amen after Yisrael, even though you did not hear the bracha. Says the Gemara, Master from the Mishnah, You say Amen on Yisrael's bracha, even though you did not hear the bracha at all. That's what the Mashmos of the Mishnah is. Ask the Gemara, Loikin Tani, doesn't it say in the Braiso, Shama Valoi Ono Yotza, Ono Valoi Shama Loyotza? If a person heard a bracha, we didn't say Amen. It's still Yotza, you don't have to say Amen to be Yotza a bracha. But if he did not hear the bracha and just said Amen, he's not Yotza. So how does our Mishnah say that even without hearing the bracha, you say Amen? Says the Gemara, Chaya Braid Rav Omar, Beshaloi Ochal Imoim Kazais, Hachomas Niso. Our Mishnah is talking about a case that he did not eat kazais. I mean, he's not mechuyov in the bracha. He's not obligated to say the bracha. He's just hearing somebody saying a bracha. Can you say amen to a bracha that you heard? The answer is, even if you didn't hear the bracha, you know that someone just finished the bracha, you could say amen even though you did not hear the entire bracha. But if a person is eating and he needs to be yaitse with a bracha, he needs someone to fulfill the bracha for him, then he needs to hear the bracha. It's not enough just to say amen. The Gemara quotes now the same sentence you just mentioned regarding a bracha, but now we're talking about halal. And the meaning in those days was that someone who heard somebody else saying the halal, he answered back the same sentence that the Makri said. So it says the following, Tani, Shom v'loyona, he heard someone saying halal, but he did not answer anything. Yotza, Ona v'loyona, if he answered, but he did not hear what the Makri was saying, lo yotza, he's not yotze, he needs to hear what the Makri is saying. And the Gemara goes on and explains. Rabbi Shem Abba Barchana. Bees Domer Abba Barchana Bishem Rav. How do you answer Halal? You answer Rosh Prokim. 
the Makri, the one who reads the Halal, reads the entire Halal. And for every parak, every chapter of Tehillim, he, the person who's listening answers back the first Pasuk. What is Rosh Pokim? The Gemara says, like it says, meaning the first Pasuk of the parak, not every time they stopped in Halal, or the way we do. that we stop in Halal, sometimes in the middle of a parak of, of Tehillim, but the beginning of every parak, that is that that pasuk you have to answer back. What is the source? What do we see? Even though we have a mishnah for that, but where do we see Chachamim doing that? That even when a person, if a person hears somebody else saying a bracha, even though he did not answer the same words, he's yotze. Meaning, how do we know the concept of shemeya keoyne? Someone who hears someone else saying something. He fulfills the mitzvah even though he didn't see it, just by listening. Listening is good enough to fulfill the mitzvah, to fulfill the bracha. Answers the Gemara in the Peheim with base. Omar, mimande anon chami rabbonon ravivayo. From the fact that we see the big rabbonim, avdin ke, they do the following. Inun kamun bitzibur, they're standing in tzibur. The ilin amin din borachabo, they say, some people say borachabo. And the other words reply back, They both fulfill the application. Even though none of them says the first, the full sentence. The full sentence is, But they divide into two groups. Some groups said, And the others answered, But the one who said, did not say, And the one who said, did not say, So how they say Because they hear the other one say it. So from here you see, Shemeyakeoine. Listening to a bracha, listening to a recital, that's as if you're saying it, even though you did not say it in your own words. A person can answer amen even though he did not eat, as we said before. A person can hear someone saying a bracha, says amen. But the answer for a zimun, you don't answer if you did not eat. There's three types of Omen a person should not do. He can't say Omen Yisoyimo if he did not hear the Brocha. He cannot say Omen. And Reb Chaim brings over here, even though we know the, the story, the famous story in Alexandria Shalmitzrayim that was in Egypt, that there was hundreds of thousands of people. They did not hear the Brocha, but they said Omen. That's because they know which Brocha is being said. They just can't hear the person saying it. So then you could say Amen. If you're in shul, you don't hear the chazan say the bracha, but you know which bracha he's saying, you could say Amen. But if you don't know which bracha it is at all, just to say Amen on, on, on a bracha that it said, you don't know which bracha it is, then you cannot say Amen. That's called Amen Yesoyimah. And you can't say Amen Ketufa. The Mephoshim explained either he's not saying the nun suffix, he's saying Amen, with Amen, or he's dividing the Amen to two. Amen. Dividing the two different words. Then that's called Omen Ketufa, the person cannot say. And you can't say Omen Chatufa, which either means it's, instead of saying Omen, he says Amen, is using Shavon uh, under the Aleph, or that he's saying it before the end of the Bracha, before the one who says the Bracha finishes the Bracha, he says Omen, that's also a wrong Omen. Says the Gemara Ben If a person says Omen Yisoyim without hearing the Bracha, not knowing which bracha he's saying, you born of Yisoyim. His children will be Yisoyim, will be orphaned, and he will die. 
His years will be grabbed on, meaning he will die early. His neshama will leave him. All these lishonis that tell you that a person who says an improper amen, he's, he's going to die early. Aruko, a person says a long proper amen, then he's going to have a long life, a long and good life. Says the Gemara, "Az Omen Yisoyim." Now the Gemara explains one of the Omens. What is Omen Yisoyim? Omavuno dein di Yosiv lemivrecho vehu ano velo yodo lemau ano. So according to what we just said now, Omen Yisoyim means a person who Yosiv lemivrecho means he answers to a bracha and he doesn't know which bracha he's answering. There's another pshat that Rebbeim brings over here that Omen Yisoyim is not only a person who answers doesn't know what he's answering, but someone who's obligated bracha, as we said in Amud Aleph. Someone who's obligated to say a bracha, he doesn't hear the bracha, he does not yaitze, and that's called the omen yisoyimu. Just saying an omen without being fulfilling his own obligation, and one could say it, even if he doesn't hear the bracha. But if he needs to say the bracha, he must hear the bracha. So someone who is yasil and mivrucha, he needs to say the bracha, according to his abshat. He's sitting to say a bracha. He does not hear the bracha and says omen, that's called an omen yisoyimu. If you have a goy saying a bracha and he's saying the name of Hashem, you say Amen because you're saying he was referring to Kodesh If a goy is giving you a bracha, say Amen. Why? You can get a bracha from every nation. Adirab, we want all the nations to come and bless the name of Hashem. There was a goy who met Rabbi Shmuel and they gave him a bracha. Meaning, I don't have to answer you because already the Torah said what is the response to what you said. Then came another goy and cursed Rabbi Shmuel. I don't have to answer you because whatever you said is already referred to in the Torah. The same response you say to a brocho, you say to a klolo? Yes. It says in the Pasuk, anybody who curses you is cursed. Anybody who gives you a brocho is blessed. So the Torah already responded to a klolo or a brocho of a goy. And with this we conclude, Yerushalmi Broches, Dav Pehei.